Welcome back, everybody. I'm Tim Smith with Center of Life, and we are celebrating Black History Month. And we are interviewing people that you have no idea that they're much closer to you than you think. They have made history in the past, and they continue to make history up to this day. Today, we're here with the pastor, uh, Lamont Shields, and his wife, Queen, I call her Queen Mary, the <laughs> Queen Mary Shields. And Lamont Mary Shields, uh, their story is unique in itself. Uh, they've done so much in their lives, and they've touched so many lives. But, you know, the beginning of their story is the piece that we wanted to get a, get a, a, a good handle on because it's the beginning of their story that really makes so much of their, the rest of their story super significant. Um, uh, they are two people that are super gifted. Uh, Mary is a composer, songwriter, musician, teacher, speaks seven languages fluently, <laughs> all those things. <laughs> um, but, uh, but we're talking more about her as a musician and as a songwriter and a composer who uh, wrote many songs for, you know, for Lamont here mm -hmm. to sing. And, uh, you know, Lamont, his voice is just as good as it was 40, 50 years ago, so yeah, you, right. you have to you have to hear mm -hmm. him sing. Um, right. So what I want to do is I'd like to, I'd like us to just kind of start off talking a little bit about how you all met, uh, you know, kind of how you came up in church, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll go from there. Well, uh, this year we'll be celebrating 60 years of marriage, nice. and uh, our background, both of our fathers were ministers and, and pastors, and both of our mothers were singers right. and we're both the youngest believe it or not of nine siblings in each family <laughs> so and uh, we're always we grew up in church yeah. uh, even though we had opportunities to do other uh, explore other fields uh, but our calling was gospel music yeah. so that's what we've been doing all of our lives yeah yeah and you were talking about when where we met yeah how you met uh we met our uh, our mother church for um, for our for the state of Western Pennsylvania it was at that time 35 Miller Street, mm -hmm. and everybody gathered at 35 Miller Street, yeah. and that's where we met. One night we met um, at 35 Miller Street, and the rest is history. I met a lot of girls at 35. Yeah. Miller Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll leave that alone. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, he met a lot of girls, but I was the one that That's right. You... <laughs> I love it. That's right. That's right. We had a nice time back then. We there was a lot of yeah. There was a lot of uh, people there, a lot of young people. Right. And we had wonderful times. We had large choirs and a lot of talented yeah. young people yeah. back then. And we enjoyed church. The balconies were filled oh. with people. We were hanging over the balconies. There were yeah. so many people there in the meetings during those days. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we want to get back to that. We want to get our young people more involved with the church uh, because there's so many temptations out there and Satan makes everything look attractive, but uh, they fail to see that he's, they're losing their souls by uh, worldly, yeah. worldly pleasures, you know. So. Well, hey, speaking of temptations, let's talk a little bit about <laughs> Let's talk yes. a little bit about the temptation that you guys had many moons ago, huh? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, 
I began writing music early in our marriage. And what we did was we combined the church I came from in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, Christ Temple Church of God in Christ. They had a wonderful choir. My mother was a director, directress. And uh, we combined that particular choir with the choir at Morningside, which I joined when I married Lamont. We, uh, God started writing music through me and we decided to join those two choirs and make one big choir out of it, which we called the Marymont Singers. Mm. Um, Lamont's uh, father, uh, his wife, was um, related to the private secretary of Barry Gordy. And she knew that I wrote music and she knew we were trying to move our music ahead. And so without our even knowing it, she got in touch with her daughter and told her she wanted Barry Gordy to hear what we had. That's how we got to uh, Motown. Wow. Every year at Motown, they had a, a church service and a private party for their sister who had, uh, was deceased. And they invited us to come to that church service and and uh, Barry Gordy's pool house. That's how we got there. Wow. Mm -hmm. So talk a little more about being at Barry Gordy's pool house. Well, he had two mansions there in Detroit. One was the uh, recreation, the uh, Olympic-sized pool, and uh, bowling downstairs. It was a beautiful place. And then the other mansion was his living quarters. Between the two was an underground tunnel uh, with polished brick and lights on both sides of the uh, trailways there. It was just a beautiful place, beautiful place. And all the, all the stars' pictures were, you know, along the walls. And they let us tour all of that. And uh, it came time for the entertainment in, in the pool house. And it was set up with, with chairs and all that. Uh, Lamont and me sat close to the front of it, not knowing that that day there was going to be an audition. Mm. And um, the audition was for the Jackson Five. So they were sitting in the front, and... Um, so they weren't even famous they, yet. No, they weren't no, even thought they were, of They were yet. nothing. <laughs> no, they weren't even... <laughs> Diana Ross brought them there because she thought they were good. Right. And she wanted Barry Gorey to hear them. And so what they did when they uh, auditioned was James Brown's music. Mm. Uh, Michael Jackson did all the little steps he knew, and everything was James Brown. There's video of that. There is video of that oh, okay. when when Michael Jackson was was auditioning for for okay. Barry Gordy. Mm -hmm. yes. There's video of him dancing, yep. and yeah, doing right. that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And the next time we saw Michael Jackson was on the Ed Sullivan. He was on the Ed Sullivan show. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. right there is where we met all the stars: Marvin Gaye, Diana Ross, yeah. Smokey uh, Robinson, Robinson. Mm -hmm. and all the stars there. They were all there, and we just. We were related, but we were around everybody, yeah. and every, we met everybody. They met us, wow. and uh, 
it just became a family. And, uh, it was very and exciting know. because our main purpose was for someone to hear what we had. Right. And um, we talked to uh, Barry Gordy's brother, George. George, and of course Barry Gordy sent us to George and said, go talk to him about what you have. And we talked to him about the music that uh, that we had to offer. And um, at that point, that's as far as it went. They kept a, a record that we made. We came home and just started living our normal, normal life. And one day we were in the kitchen having dinner and the phone rang. And uh, it was from Motown. And they told us, uh, we listen to your music. There's one song we love. We want it. And there's, and we were just so excited. Mm -hmm. There's only one thing. You, Do you remember we, which song that was? Mm -hmm. Which one was it? Well, you, you, no one has ever heard it. But uh, it, it was um, Jesus is Mine. Okay. That's what it was okay. called. Jesus okay. is Mine. And uh, so they said, we'd like you to come back up, and we were going to talk to you about this song. So we were, like I said, we were elated, but then they said, there's only one thing we need you to do. And uh, I said, what? They said, well, you know where you have baby, where you have Jesus, mm -hmm. Jesus is mine? Mm -hmm. We just want to switch that over to baby is oh. mine. Get rid of Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, Get rid of Jesus. Can't do that. That's what the money is, brother. Yeah. And that's exactly that's what, what he said. said. We just want to make you rich. We just want to. He said, "You just want to make a million dollars. We're gonna, we're gonna let you make a million dollars by just changing the name." And we said, "No, we can't do that. That mm. was our convictions would not let us do that." Wow. So we said, "Well, wow. just send us our record back." Mm. which he never did. He never sent it back. Mm -hmm. Wow. Did you but, hear that song at all? Yes, we heard you part heard of it. Okay, okay. In, okay. in, in, uh, in other songs that songs. they did. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Isn't that amazing? But that that's how something. it all started. Wow. Well, that's how it all started. You, you also had another experience with Duke Ellington. <laughs> Tell us about that. We were sitting in a restaurant at uh, in, New in New York. York. Yeah. And... Uh, Duke Ellington walked in. I think he was going over to confectionery. He was going to get a sandwich or something. And I asked Mary, I said, do you know who that is? And she said, no. I said, that's Duke Ellington. What? Again, I was so scared I said, to death. I said, I'm going over and invite him. And I went over there. I said, Mr. Ellington, my name is Lamont Shields. I'm here with my wife, Mary Shields. We're from Pittsburgh. We'd sure like for you to hear the song we have. He said, well, go back to your table. We'll be over. And I said, okay. You know, I thought it would be over. He was just getting rid of me, you know. <laughs> sure enough, he comes over to our table, and it was a jukebox. It was playing real loud and everything. And he says, okay, bang on the table. And let me hear what you have. So we start doing that, and we're saying, and he says, okay, uh, meet me at the top of the RCA building first thing in the morning. Oh, man. So yes, he did. So we were so anxious to get back to see our kids, you know, because... <laughs> We left them with their green. the grandmother, <laughs> and uh, oh my we, goodness. we told Mary's mother we'd be back at a certain time, <laughs> and so we did not. We stood 
Uh, we stood him up. Stood him up. <laughs> yeah, and he said, and I mean, he told us, he said, I want you to come tomorrow morning because I have, I'm, I'm going to do a gospel concert. Yeah. And he said, I have a new soloist and she needs music. And so come over there tomorrow and let me hear some of the stuff you have. And we didn't have any money, number one. <laughs> we, we were poor. We didn't have any money. We just went there hoping somebody would, you know, recognize us or do something with us. But we didn't have the money to stay. So, and we, didn't, we were too ashamed to tell him yeah. that we can't afford to stay here another day. He probably would have put us up. But uh, we so, ended up coming home. So and the next time we saw him, he was on a show, and there was this huge choir. Yeah. And they were singing the songs that somebody else obviously wow. wrote. Wow. So that was yeah, our experience. Was, was that before he did the Come Sunday tune? He did, you know, he did the whole album, the Come Sunday album. I'm sure that was what he was and trying he was to get together. For he was looking for, for material yes. for that, yes. exactly. Wow. And then he went off to Europe. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So you all stood up Duke Ellington <laughs> for Tammy and Linda. Yes, we did. For our kids, that's right. <laughs> Tammy right. and Linda. Yes. Did you hear that? You could have been millionaires. <laughs> Family comes first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Responsibility comes first. How, but how hard was that? How hard was it in both situations, like with, with, with Barry Gordy and with Duke Ellington, knowing that you were that close you know, because see, I I had the pleasure of knowing you all back in those days, in oh, some yes. of those days, right. and so I knew that you all colored outside the lines, like y'all right. were y'all weren't all together with the you know, That's right. you know, you you weren't like a lot of the other folks that were you know in the church, so yes. so yes, you know, and that's what out. attracted me to you all because I felt like you know you all understood me. As a young person, you know, you understood me, and you, you, we were kind of on the same track, and I enjoyed right. playing with you all. Mm -hmm. yes. But um, how hard was that, you know, to 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 say no to that, knowing that you know, it could have just changed your life. It wasn't that hard for me because uh, we knew our values, we knew what was most important to us at the time, mm. and uh, just the idea of putting something ahead of. Uh, Jesus Christ and putting something ahead of our family, being responsible for our kids, that was priority in our lives. Yeah. You know? So we don't regret it. You know, because even though there's a lot of wealth out there, it doesn't necessarily mean you're happy. Because you see a lot of misfortunes going on with people that have more money than they can spend. Yeah. But their lives are a mess, you know. Not in all cases, of course, but we didn't know that, you know. We, we did what we thought was best for us. Yeah. And yeah. I think I wanted, I probably wanted it more than Monty mm. because what I wanted, it wasn't even for me. I knew what kind of singer he was. Right. And I knew that everyone loved hearing him. Yeah. But he had never been given the chance to get out there and let the world see. Yeah, yeah. And so when God started giving music to me, I felt like he was giving me that music to push him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. and so I think I probably wanted it more than him even though I would never have crossed over. I just couldn't well, could never do that. Yeah. 
But then God started giving us ways to minister right in the city of Pittsburgh. Well, we're going to talk about that, but I want to ask this question. If you had to do all over again, <laughs> <laughs> and you could give, you could just push one song, make that first million, and then quit and go get back to the church, would you do it? No. <laughs> oh, no, man. I wouldn't do no. it either. Because you could have helped me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we would have given the song to you we and are, let you do I was it. Broke you you go to hell. We are helping you. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I believe that. I believe mm -hmm. you wouldn't. I, I know your. I know the feeling. I know the yeah. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you do. You're yeah. talented yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. indeed. Wow. So tell us, tell us now. So now you transition sort of from those two really major opportunities you began to create other opportunities that were more <clears throat> in, engaged in sort of the church or the gospel world or the Christian world. Can you talk a little bit about that, how, that, how you got inspired to do that? Well, one thing uh, the Lord put on our hearts to open up a gospel supper club. I remember that. And uh, we ran that for about 15 years. And it was an opportunity for all gospel singers, all gospel musicians to come and minister. And our hours of being open was, uh, it cooperated with the hours that we normally had church services. In other words, we had these services after the normal church hours. And we would have two, 300 people there on the weekends, uh, each night on the weekends. And we used all of our talents uh, uh, from across the country mm. would come there and minister. So, and we called it uh, the back home hour yeah. mm -hmm. because in the Church of God in Christ, uh, in our national conventions and international conventions, that's what they did. After services were over every night, you could go to any, any Church of God in Christ around whatever city or usually Memphis and... Uh, have church they have church all night yeah. and so uh, when we got the idea to have a gospel supper club a place for people uh, to come after church young people to come and enjoy themselves we said oh let's call it the the uh, back home hour most mm -hmm. people didn't even know what we were talking about mm -hmm. but that's what we what we did and that was that was after the um, the Carnegie Music Hall right yes because Carnegie Music Hall, I think you should talk a little bit about Carnegie Music Hall because that was huge. That was historic. Yeah. You know, Boy. nobody had ever done that. Mm -hmm. Nobody in this city had ever done that before. Well, number one, uh, we did one more thing that no one had ever done before. Once we came back from Motown and wanted to figure out something we could do, uh, Lamont, uh, you know, you can get pretty discouraged in our church. Yeah. And with the type of talent he had and what he wanted to do, and people weren't accepting it in Pittsburgh, especially Pentecostal people. Yeah, they yeah. were, like, putting us down, yeah, way down, yeah. you know. Y'all were too progressive. Yeah, we, they just didn't <laughs> want to hear anything we had to say. So he had stopped going to uh, our church for a while, and he was out there looking for something. And one day, I think he went, one of his friends found that he wasn't uh, playing at a church. And that was Mount Ararat Baptist Church. Oh, okay. 
and they asked him, you know, if you're not doing anything, we need a we need a, a musician for our gospel course. You think you would you would do it? He came home and asked me, and I, I wanted him in church. Yeah. So I said, yeah, sure, we we can do that. Just put him in church. Yeah, let's get him in church. <laughs> and so uh, we started directing that choir, mm -hmm. and uh, that was something new. Yeah. Because yeah. no Pentecostal person yeah. would be in a there Baptist. There was no crossover <laughs> stuff going no, on. No, no, no. They really put us down then. But um, we, we started working with them. People started hearing about it. Lord gave us the idea to uh, do a big concert with across um, denominations. denominations. So yeah. people were yeah. coming to rehearsals from yeah. everywhere. It, it just yeah. shocked us. Yeah. And uh, then we decided to do the Carnegie Music Hall thing with my music. Yeah. So that's yeah. how that came about. That was, that, was a, that was an amazing, amazing album, you know, that yeah. you all put together. Thank God, thank God. And, and a lot of people came to the Lord, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, in the Gospel Supper Club and the concert at uh, Carnegie Music Hall. Uh, we want, uh, the Lord blessed us with uh, souls that uh, gave their lives to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll never regret that. Yeah, you know? yeah. God has different ways of blessing us and, and using us, you know. And it's not all about money all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. It was fun, That's right. It was fun. It was fun seeing young people come together yeah. and have a good time. There were people that would go to their church. We would have rehearsals on Saturday afternoon at Mount Arrett, and some of the young people wanted to be a part of the choir. Mm -hmm. So they would sneak over to Mount Arrett to be in the choir, yeah. and when their uh, preacher, their leaders found out, I, we got a call. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? What do you think you're doing with our young people? Wow. Said, We're not doing anything. We're just having rehearsals and trying. <laughs> For everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, that was, it was really, really different. That's something. But yeah. That's, but you all were groundbreakers, you know. Mm -hmm. You were breaking ground. I know that's how we saw you. When I, when I was coming up as a young musician, mm -hmm. we saw you all as the Andre Crouch and Sandra Crouch of <laughs> Pittsburgh, you know? And um, we looked, we kind of looked to you all you know, as the template. So, um, you know, that, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to hear how you came from one, one place, how you escaped the sort of I don't know what we call Sin City, <laughs> so yeah. to speak, you know. Mm -hmm. And and you came into a place where you're still able to help just hundreds of thousands of people mm. with the work and your music and everything. I just want to talk about one more thing before we before we finish, and that's the the song, the song that that you really, you know, so many people have asked you to sing that you arranged, uh, oh. uh, Mary, uh, Deep River, mm -hmm. uh, just you know. Just blew me away. I mean, I I heard the original. I had never heard the original until a while ago, wow. and when I heard it, I said, "Man, this is this mm -hmm. is powerful," Very you similar. know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have done Deep River, mm -hmm. but not like that. Not mm -hmm. like that. Like your arrangement mm -hmm. was just uh, incredible, mm -hmm. you know. Thank and, God. Um, Thank God. So tell us a little bit of background of that, how that happened, and and because you sang it at. The Carnegie oh, Music Hall. Yes. Was that the closer? Probably was. I don't okay. know. It probably. I mean, was. I mean, it went crazy. The, yeah. the crowd went crazy when yeah. that song was over. It was like that was the end of mm -hmm. everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> it was just that you know that song. 
he used to sing it just as a regular song. And, you know, everywhere he'd go, they would ask, well, sing Deep River, sing yeah. Deep River, yeah. but never that arrangement. Yeah. So when we, when we put the choir together, that's when God gave me the arrangement. Mm. And so, yeah, it, mm. was, it was big. It was huge. Yeah, and another time uh, we met a famous person that was um, in the other world was uh, we met Roberta Flack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went yeah. to, we have friends who are related to her, which we didn't know. And they invited us to go with them to Heinz Hall or wherever she was. And, and we went. And um, I went to her and I asked her, uh, I said, could I talk to you? Because I write music. She says, come backstage. Hmm. So we went backstage, and I told her, you know, that I write music. And she said, send me all your good stuff. Hmm. Send me all your good stuff. Uh -oh. I didn't send her one song. <laughs> I mean, it was the same. I just had this pattern. I just freeze up. <laughs> well, you don't send everybody all your good stuff yeah, anyway. Well, that's true. <laughs> so. Well, I didn't send her anything, so... You know, she was another person that we really did meet and probably could have done something with her, but didn't. So, so we're, we're, we're celebrating Black History Month, and it took, you know, we're, at, we're, we're, we're interviewing you all because it took a lot of courage mm -hmm. for you all to do what you did back in those days when it was as difficult as it could be for black people to be right. able to make it and to, to, to earn money, you walked away from millions of dollars, mm -hmm. opportunities to travel the world, yes. and um, you know fame and fortune mm -hmm. to do the, the work that you have done over these years. You know, and so it took a lot of courage. And, and so, I guess I would ask you to kind of close with just telling us what you would kind of advice you would give to young people today that are really you know trying to make it in the music industry or trying to to make it in any in, in any kind of industry mm -hmm. you know um, what would you what would you tell them well first of all I, I, I appreciate their talents we have so many young people that uh, that have beautiful talents um, I think the most important thing is for them to keep Jesus first let him lead you, let him uh, guide you through all the temptations, uh, uh, the worldly temptations, and um, uh, just be real, you know. Uh, there's so many different styles, and if you didn't hit this chord, then you're not with it, or if you don't hit this rhythm, you're not with it, and things like that. The most important thing is to save your soul. And God will use you the way he wants to use you. Uh, that's one of the things that uh, that's really on my heart, to, yeah, to yeah. see young people just be real with the Lord. Uh, because he has to plan for your life, you know. Uh, we, can, we can be rich and everything, like I said before, but, um, you know, when we compromise... Uh, with saying, don't compromise with the devil. That's that's the problem with the world today. And it's easy to see how down we're going. We're going the wrong direction. You know, there's more killings going on. There's more robberies going on. Uh, so we don't have to be part of that, you know. Let's stand for what is right. Mm -hmm. And God will bless you. He'll give you... He has a plan for our lives. 
you know. Yeah. And we're to do the best we can, but the ultimate goal is to let Jesus Christ lead you. Yeah, and I understand uh, when people have talent and they want to display their talent and they need a place in order to show others what they can do. And so I don't think they should uh, shy away from their talents. Uh, I, I believe that you can exhibit your talent and you can still serve God. And I believe if you do that, he will take you to places you never thought you would go. And they may not be places where you earn a lot of money, but as we're doing this today, uh, there's people out there who remember us for what we did and for what we didn't do. And I think uh, it's, it's time for our young people to stand up and um, be aggressive about what they believe. Yeah. Be accountable. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a big part of what's happening today. Young people are becoming more and more aggressive about what they believe. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, things are changing for people of color all yes. over the country. Right. And um, so, hey, let, why don't we just close with this quick call and response from James Brown. Say it loud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm... Black and I'm proud. Say it again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Say it loud. Say it loud. Black and I'm, I'm proud. Black and I'm, I'm proud. Black and I'm proud. That's it. Amen. That's it. That's it.